0: Um, anyway, Aston Villa won, West Ham won. Um, Villa come away from the London Stadium and have a missed opportunity, I think, uh, to, to to take all three points from that game. Um, West Ham clearly had a game plan. It was to get Saeed Ben-Rama in it. On the ball at every single opportunity they could while he was on the field and they did that quite well. Um, he had quite a lot of chances and they they played well through the lines. I thought, I thought in parts, uh, West Ham, Aston Villa having a lot more of the possession for for vast periods of time in that game. But when West Ham piled under pressure, they were uh, getting corners and Villa, I thought, were like it was a free for all of corners for a lot of, a, a lot of that game. And it's been that's been something. That's been something the Villa have had to contend with uh, all season. They've not been very good at defending corners. Um, and it just looks like it's been exacerbated again today. A lot of wrestling going on in the box. Their goal or the penalty initially comes from a corner. Um but uh, it's yeah, it it just feels like there's a missed opportunity there today. But a point, point down the road, we still keep our. Uh, the only time we've been beaten on the road this uh, since Emery's come in is against Manchester City. Uh, I know a lot of people would be would be incensed that we didn't we didn't win this game. I'm there was there was a lot we could have done better in this game. Like Leon Bailey for me was like every time the ball went to him, it broke down. I found him increase finding him increasingly infuriating. I found him very infuriating um, today. A uh, couple of opportunities he had, and and we just didn't make it stick in there. But we there was Bubka was a noticeable absentee. Uh, I thought today just in that area that he sits in the middle of midfield and can can dictate the pace of the play. Um, Alex Moreno was uh, was on fire with his uh, overlapping runs. I thought he was really good, but. Bit suspect at times in 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 defending and and um you know maybe picking out that wrong pass, but I I think he's uh I I think like he he's cross for the goal was absolutely superb, absolutely superb. We can talk about that. We can like that that cross was fantastic. That header from Ali Watkins was was really good header as well. Uh, he headed it down and down into the ground. I don't think he fully knew where it was going. He scored a goal similar recently as well. I um, can't remember who it was against. But uh, he did it. Did the right thing. Headed it down into the ground. But a wonderful cross from Alex Moreno. puts us one 0 up. And I think that the Villa team, uh, like w- we could see that we were a lot more. I'm not going to say assured in possession, but we were a lot more comfortable at wanting to be a possession based team. Does that make sense? Because we did give away the ball silly at times. Um. Jacob Ramsey in the early part of the first half gave away the ball quite a bit. Leon Bailey gave away the ball. When Chambers came on, he gave away the ball quite a bit as well. But look, you know, we're, we're a work in progress in that point of view. And I think the team is now beginning to understand that that, that possession-based piece, uh, when they were able to do it in this game today, I thought was, uh, they, they looked like they were more sure of what they were supposed to do. Um, albeit that we did give away the ball uh, at times. Um, I'm happy with the point, but I can still, like, once again, the phrase, two two things can be true at the same time is, I'm happy with a point, but, um, you know, it does feel like a missed opportunity with some of the situations that we had. Because when we talk about the situation and, and, and the talking point of the game really is, Leon Bailey gets a small bit handsy in the box and Paqueta dives. I think like Pacquiao doesn't get fouled. I think it's fair to say Pacquiao doesn't get fouled, but he goes down and there's hands on him, and the referee is very, very straight away points to the spot, and VAR don't overturn it. And that's you know that's fine. I said it's a soft penalty. You've seen him given. I think the ball going away. He, like they were both going away from from goal. Bailey doesn't need to put his hands on him. That's on Bailey for me. That's on Bailey. I think, and and, and people will have a different opinion on it. They'll say the that dived. That's fine. But, but Bailey, it's on Bailey. It's a soft one. Declan Rice goes through the back of Buendia. Whether it's clumsy, whether it's, whether it's uh, um, you know, big man, small man tackle, I don't care. It's, it's no less clumsy than what, what, um, what Leon Bailey did. And one is given and one isn't given. And then Declan Rice goes over and roars into Buendia's face, which is absolutely classless. Um, I think that I think Villa's penalty should have been given, and you know I know that people will will say that you know we come on here and we talk about we give out about referees and stuff like that, but I think Villa's penalty should have been given. I think it should have been, and I think it's a talking point about the game. So if we're going to sit here and if we're going to say, "Oh, we're gonna not talk about that because we don't want to be saying this again and again and again," then what are we doing here? You know. And we can debate the semantics about, about what it was a clumsy tackle, you know, and, and and so on and so forth. Bailey's was feather light, the touches. Uh that, that he gave for Paqueta. Paqueta goes down facing away from goals. And the other one wasn't. And I just can't understand what the what the like, like what, what are they looking for? And I'm not saying that they, like I'm happy with the one all draw in a way. Like I'm happy we didn't lose. I feel that we could have won. But the talking point for me is that that VAR decision was poor. It's not an excuse as to why we didn't win the game. It's just about calling balls and strikes. That's what it's called in the United States. You got to call it. If if I feel that was a penalty. And I think that I think that most of you guys would agree with me. I haven't looked at the um, I haven't looked at the comments here yet, but I think most of you would agree with me that like why can't we figure these things out with VAR and VAR's interpretations and opinions? Why are they so varying from week to week, from minute to minute, from incident to incident? Why do they vary so much? Is, it like, is there any point in having VAR when the referee's decision is also, can also have human error and VAR can have human interpretation slash human error? I just like, I know we go on about it the whole time, but it's just infuriating. And it really is. It's really, really, really is. Um, but apart from that, like we did ride our luck an awful lot of times uh with, with crosses into the box. We we were Emmy Martinez, I thought played really well today. There was one uh, underrated take he took when he when he kind of took a little bit of a boot. Uh came Benrama came down the left-hand side, kind of uh, Jinked inside and went across the ball and it was deflected and it looked like it was an easy take, but he had to take it and he had to go into traffic and I think he got a bit of a boot into the chest for it. But I thought Emmy Martinez was pretty good today. Um, I thought Emmy Martinez was pretty good today. I thought he was actually really good today. He made some good saves. He made a great save from Ben Rama as well. Tipped it over the bar for a corner and, and uh, I just thought he looked very assured. Uh, but we still don't look like we have any confidence in ourselves from corners. Um, and I know there was a lot of pulling and dragging from both sides going on there. I know there was a lot of shenanigans at corners, but like when we gave away the penalty from a corner, you'd think that the edict in there would come in, it, something would come in amongst the players and say, right, listen, look, we just need to be really, re- really resolute here. And I suppose the fact that we, we didn't have any other kind of massive mishaps from corners after that, I think, is a, is, is a positive. So maybe I'm being overly harsh there. Maybe I'm being overly harsh. I don't know, you guys let me know. Let's see what your comments are there because I'm I'm at risk of going on a 40 minute tirade here if I don't uh look at the comments. Uh Dave Harvey says, strange subs, not sure why we seemed happy to take a point. Silly mistake by Bailey cost us the game. Yeah, look, as I say, I think it was feather light touches. Their man goes down, it was just easy to see it. Um and, and that was that 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 was like as I say, I've I've no qualms with them getting their penalty. I've no qualms with it because you see them giving the whole time. You see the one, You see what Declan Rice did to Buendia given as well. And it wasn't given in this instance. And I just want to, like, as I say, one-all was probably a fair result on the balance of play because of the amount of chances that West Ham had. We probably had some better chances in the form of Duran's chance at the very end. Ollie Watkins won the first half where uh, Ariola comes out and makes himself really big. And Watkins uh, didn't really have... Well, I'd have to watch it back actually. I didn't even see a replay of it. But it felt like in the moment that all he could do was really get a shot in it. He didn't really have any opportunity to place it. But Ariola came out, made himself big. and made the second save then and, and 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 dived on it. You know, so we had two very good chances, but obviously um uh, West Ham, I think, had more chances. Uh Max Max Cornet comes on the second half and really plays on the on the last uh sh- on the shoulder of the last defender, which um was, uh, how will I put it, scary at times because of the amount of balls that went in over the top and Corner ran, ran onto them and he was offside for two of those chances. But, you know, it just shows that they had looked at the Leicester game and said, if we need to resort to this type, we can bring on somebody who's a bit faster than Ings and do what we need to do from that point of view. And Villa looked a small bit susceptible to it, albeit that they played that, that when they went to that high line, albeit that they played that offside trap a small bit better. Um, Bertrand Troy came on. And I'm afraid to say I don't think I saw much more from Bertrand Troy than I did from Deion Bailey, and that was a bit of that was a bit a bit disappointing because we've been waiting to see something, we've been waiting to see him take the field, I suppose, since January, since he came back for the whole month of February, um, and it just didn't happen. And when he came on today, he had, you know, he, he had a couple of, couple of. Uh, kind of round the corner passes and stuff like that that didn't work out. he had a couple of crosses that didn't work out um but yeah look i can i can i can forgive him i suppose for um for being a small bit ring rusty but we're just not seeing we're not seeing a level of consistency from that side of the field um Well, obviously, when John McGinn wasn't there, we're not seeing that level of consistency from that side of the field, and it, uh, it, it was noticeably where, where attacks went to break down for Aston Villa. Because on the other side, when Moreno was getting the ball in the first half, we were we were crossing the ball, in. albeit we only did something from the cross for one of the or for, or from one of those crosses, should I say? But we were still getting joy down that left hand side, um, and we could fashion space. But on the right hand side, everything just broke down almost immediately. Um, and we didn't really get much help down there. We didn't really get much, much of an opportunity. And I personally thought that the, 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 the change might have been bring Ashley Young on and put him in that wing position. Put him out there so that at least he would be, yes, you'd miss the pace from Bailey. And, and to be honest with you, Bailey's pace is only an asset if he can get space, number one, and number two, if he's on song. Because when he's not controlling the ball, his pace becomes a liability. Um, Because he just wants to run that ball as, as soon as he possibly can. Um, so that's the frustrating part, I think, for me. That's the frustrating part is that I think we played well. I think we played all right in, in, in good parts of that game today. But it's a missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity, I think. Um, and West Ham, do you know what? I'm sure if you, go, if you were to go on to the For the Love of Julian Dix podcast, that's, uh, that's probably airing somewhere here. I'm sure West Ham fans are going, it's a missed opportunity. This is a missed opportunity. And if their penalty was a nailed on stonewall penalty. And that Villa were parked in their own half for a good portion of that game. I'm sure they have all the same talking points that we have here we should sure have all the same talking points here, just roles reversed, because that's the kind of game that it was. It was, pro- it was a one-all draw, really. I say, I'm just taking my frustration out on the fact that, you know, you see it up and down the league at the moment. People don't know what VAR is going to come back with, and it was supposed to do exactly the opposite of that. It was supposed to standardize decisions almost. Not standardize them, but get to the right decision. And I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm just actually after seeing uh, a replay of the ball that went into John Duran and he just gets he gets a shin to it more so than a leg. Doesn't really get great contact and it just kind of comes off him and goes goes into all hands. Um that was unlucky from John Duran. Do you know what? He's every game he's come on. I, I must go back and look at the statistics. I'd say every game he's come on, he's won at least two, um two balls in the air and flicked them on. He seems to be really good. And now I'd expect that from him because of his size and his build. But it's something that, you know, that's, that I'm finding a small bit noticeable about him in the minute small minutes that he comes on. And that's that's interesting because, um, you know, Ollie Watkins, while he wants to be that type of striker and he is fairly good in his hold up play. Um, albeit it was difficult for him today against three centre halves. It's it, like like. I'd near like if, if you were to almost withdraw him and play with like withdraw him into where Bailey was playing today and play, um, play John Duran up there. And I know you don't want to be taking Bailey out of that position. Obviously, he's the form striker and he's on, he's on form, but even if we were to rotate the two of them around in, in certain stages in a game like that, it, you know, I would like to see that at some stage. Obviously, ba- um, Leon are. Ollie Watkins leading the line at one state, uh, uh, leading the line, Duran uh, playing off him for the main. But, you know, just to try and shake things up, I think that would be nice because you can't do that when you play Bailey up there. You can't do that when you play Bundy up there. You can't do that when you play Coutinho up there. And I think it might get Ollie Watkins into games more because, like, I haven't looked at any statistics in this game, but I would imagine if I was to look at it, I'd say Ollie Watkins probably, he might have had, Less touches than any other Aston Villa player, I would imagine. Um, I'm actually just going to bring it up here now so I can take a look at it. And that isn't criticising Ollie Watkins, but how do we get him into the game more when, when he's in this rich, rich vein of scoring? Uh, I think it's what I, that's what's going on in my mind at the moment. Um, because, as I say, you, 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 you're bringing in Bailey for that, for that uh, pace threat, but it's just not evident. Um, and he's losing the ball. As well, he seems to be losing the ball anyway. As I say, I haven't looked at, at any of the statistics on him. Um, so I, Watkins had four shots today. Uh, how many touches did he have uh, throughout the whole game? So, Watkins actually, Watkins had 31 touches, he had more touches than I thought, and Bailey only had 28 touches in the game. So, I actually, if I would have thought, I thought that they had similar amount of touches, but um, I would have thought that Bailey had the 31 and Watkins had 28. But it's, um, I think. Trying to find ways of getting Watkins into the game a small bit more, um, would be beneficial for Villa because, look, as I say, we've got an informed striker, and um, I I just think that will be beneficial to our play. Let's have a look at some of your comments there. I completely forgot uh to go back to him. Danny Harvey says the fact that we would have been two points off seven if we won the game is infuriating. I I'm yeah, I, as I say, it's it, it's a missed opportunity for me. I think it is a missed opportunity. Um. Mm, 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 mm couple of things there with regards to sorry everyone Tell me I had no audio so I'm just scrolling past those if that's okay um, Jimmy Lussain says disappointing game that's lots a of, lots of good possession not enough pressing for the goal and watching from Cyprus Jimmy why didn't you strap yourself to the runway so they couldn't take off from Cyprus and then we would have been awarded a game by forfeit that's what you should have done Jimmy do your bit for the team, will you? <laughs> I hope the weather is nice out in Cyprus because it's after lashing rain here in Ireland. So um, uh, I hope I hope uh, the weather is nice out there. A um, couple of comments there about Bailey. I think I've I've kind of mentioned an awful lot about Bailey there. Um, I don't want this to turn into like as I say. I, I'm I'm done kind of talking about him for tonight's podcast I think because it has yeah Jack says he wants to hear what Patty has to say about about Leon Bailey. Uh, Patty won't be on this podcast because he's gone to watch uh, Ireland-Scotland directly after the game So, um, in the rugby so um, uh, I'm doing this one on my own. I'm taking one for the team. Um, C C, I this is something I agree with as well and like as I say while I feel it's a missed opportunity, West Ham should not be going down. They've got some like their, their team is way good enough to stay up. It's uh, it's it's very like it's a very very competent team and should be staying up. They're, they're as I said, they I I still believe they're in a false position, um with with some of the players that they have. Albeit like even today they did look a bit ponderous at times today as well. So I can understand why they're in the position they're in. But the players there will I I think that they they're obviously out of the, out of the drop zone now with this point today, but um. I think they're they're joint uh, twenty-four points, I think, with two other teams, if I remember rightly. Um, but I think that they have the players to put themselves away from the drop zone zone too. But look, games are never won on paper. And uh and while well, you might have the best players in the world, you know, you still have to put in performances on the field and 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 I think that West Ham fans will know that, albeit I think they'll be disappointed with the with today. I think if as I say, if you watch the for the love of um Trevor Brooking podcast uh later on today. Uh, you're going to see that they will feel that this is a missed opportunity for them as well, and I can completely understand that because of the chances that they had, too. Um, uh, for sure. Um... Mm, 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 mm sorry there guys I'm just I'm relying on your comments here but I'm just trying to find it literally every single comment is Bailey related so I'm and I know I want to share up your opinions and stuff like that but I don't want this to become a, a consistent Bailey Bailey podcast I do apologize um what do you guys do you guys think I'm over I'm overreacting about the penalty you know uh, about Villa's penalty. I know some people will feel it wasn't the penalty. There's always people who will feel it isn't a penalty. I just want to know how many of you guys out there feel it, uh, feel it wasn't the penalty. I don't feel it was a stonewall penalty. Okay, I just want to get that one straight. But I feel that there was as much in that from Declan Rice as there was in the Leon Bailey one, and I feel that the consistency was the issue. That's my gripe with it. That's my gripe um, with it. But I'd just be interested to see your, your opinions on them. Uh, like, Sai uh, says, we don't get those. Um, mm, mm, mm. Uh, uh, where else are we? Mike Warrenball says, neither was penalties. But if you give the first... You see, this is exactly it. This is my thing here. Is VAR looked at both of them. And had no problem with the first. And... I suppose maybe maybe I'm being inconsistent with that because did they just back the referee's decision in both in both instances? Maybe I'm thinking about it incorrectly. Maybe the maybe the directive is maybe maybe they've maybe they've just decided the clear and obvious is is exactly what they're going to ref to know, as in clear and obvious error by the by the by the referee. I don't know. I still don't know. But a couple of you guys uh, agree with me. Luke Luke Ever says that uh, the ref seem to give us nothing all game. Um, uh, look, I, I as I say, it's Villas was a pain. John, John says if if ours was theirs was. Stephen Wright says we don't get decisions because we surround the ref. Um. Point of order on that one. How could Man United get decisions? I understand what you're saying. And I'm not sure. Like Paddy would have a completely different viewpoint than this. I know he will. So I feel, I feel 110% confident in saying that Paddy says, we should be around the ref. And Una Emery should be running in off the sideline, giving the ref bags of it. Because Paddy is a big believer that because the other teams do, we should be doing it too. I think. But... I just say like Man 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 United would have done the same thing there, Uh and they would have done it in like ninety six all the way up through. I like I can imagine if this was Alex Ferguson was over that team, Rio Ferdinand would have been in the referee's face roaring at him there, um, if that penalty wasn't given. Um, just I hope that's not the reason because other teams do it too. Is what I would say, and they do get the get the the, the decisions, um. Uh, yeah, Rachel says uh, the one that was given against us, it should have been given if it was the same. Um yeah, I think so. I think look, I, I think that the um I think that the consensus here of the seven or eight tweets that I've seen or messages I've seen there from you guys is that uh is that um you know it's it, it you guys feel like me. If theirs is given our one should be given and it's the consistency of VAR that we're looking for. But we don't see that and we don't understand it and I don't understand as a football fan and I'm, I'm okay to I, I'm fully happy to say that and I understand people will think that neither of them should have been penalties and I actually I could agree with you on that as well but one of them was given and one of them wasn't and and uh, the justification for, for that I think is what I'm searching for more so than blaming a referee as such um, for us not winning that's what i'm kind of looking for um yeah yeah i'm just seeing all the the um the similar comments in there as well uh guys i don't really know um or where is it when is patrick hopkinson as when is my new babaju um Yes, so I may, have, I may have let slip that there was a, <laughs> I have, I have another another one on the way coming soon. And uh, put it this way, uh, the new Bob will be here before the end of the season. So there may be an announcement whereby I may be taking a little secondment from the podcast for a week or two uh, when the baby does come along. But um I'm going to get get over to Villa Park first. So if anybody is in and around Villa Park or if anybody is going to Villa Park on the 8th of April for Villa and Nottingham Forest, yours truly will be there as well. So um, I'm looking forward to going over. And that could be my last Villa game for a couple of years, having two under two, having two kids under two could curtail me slightly. um, If the second one is anything like the first one for running around the place. Um, But yes, thanks for asking, Patrick patrick and um as i say if anybody is over there and and we will we will endeavor to do a live team sheet tantrum from the stadium and myself and paddy um we'll try not to be as drunk as we were the last time we did that uh (laughs) the last time we did that for norwich last season but uh thanks for asking uh patrick uh where else are we uh for the love of for the love of Marco Boogers, yes, I was trying. Do you know what? I went with the two easy ones, but I was trying to come up with a very, very obscure uh, West Ham player. I was going, for the love of Freddie Canute, for the love of, um, uh, yeah, for the love of, what, did Gary Penrace play with West Ham? I'm not sure, did he play with him? I know he played with Villa, like, but did he play with West Ham? Anyway, that's a podcast for another day. For the love of John Munkur, that would have done as well. Um. <laughs> I love it. I love the fact that you guys picked up on that, the fact that I went with two different players. um, Brilliant. Bit of levity to the situation anyway, at least. Paul O'Neill, thank you so much for that, Paul. I really, really, really appreciate that. Uh, your legend. And Matt, thank you so much. Based on today, what would what, what do you change at the start versus Bournemouth? I bring in, I'm going to bring in John Joran. Um. Or, or, ideally, Bubakar Kamara is fit. He slats back in, and we go with the same midfielder, of up beside, uh, beside Watkins. Because I think that's, I think that's a good formula, and it works well. And um, essentially, what I'm saying is, I would take Bailey out, out of the team again, and I would bring in um, another attacking option. Apart from that, I think we're pretty solid. I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed in many players that were out there today. Um, you know, I, I thought everybody like it was a hard shift it was a hard game to play in and we we under i i completely expected it to be a tough game to play in and i didn't expect us to have as much possession as we did and yes we were we found it tough to break through but remember they're trying to break through a back five there as well a a lot of uh, in a lot of situations i know um that they're really a back three but they are back five when they hunker down like that and uh we did it a couple of times in the first half. So based on today, I think I would just change the Leon Bailey swap out Leon Bailey for, um, for, for another, I think at that stage. Um, yeah. And, and Jimmy, this is a good, this is a good, uh, a good point as well. If I was hammer, I'd be questioning why we did, why they didn't get a penalty every time. Bundia pulled things down for every set piece. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. We, we, you know, there was a lot, there was lots of hands from both sides inside there. And I think the referee lost control at corners. Now I'm not saying he should have started giving penalties at corners, but I think I think it was very much a let it flow attitude from the referee there. And um it, it suited us. It suited us, but we looked we didn't look very good from corners, regardless of whether we were pulling players down or not. Um we didn't look very suited to it. Um Matt Allen, thank you so much for the super sticker, man. I really appreciate it. You're you're an absolute Gentlemen, thank you so much for that. Um, uh, 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 let's see what McDormand says. in see if he agrees. Okay, where else are we? Um, boom. boom, boom um sorry i'm relying on comments guys so this is this is this make this is going to make for riveting stuff for the audio podcast if anyone is listening back to audio first of all you'll have the first 10 15 seconds or 30 seconds or so of the podcast absolutely mute and the first word that you'll hear that will come from my voice from my mouth will probably be a swear word which i might edit out actually because uh um, a bit too close to the start of the podcast for my liking, especially if there's kids in the car or anywhere. And then now you're going to hear me going bit bid, through, the, through the last 10 minutes of the podcast as I've been reading through your brilliant comments. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I and and to be honest with you, um, <laughs> I've seen some name suggestions, and Unai isn't uh. Una isn't a popular Irish name. I can see that in there. And thank you so much to everybody for your congratulations uh, as well. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, it means a lot. Thank you very much. And as Dave Bond says, bringing the future number 10 into the world. Um, number nine. Number nine, because uh, he's going to bring goals. He's going to bring more goals than a number 10 would. Um, <laughs> hopefully so. Um, look, I'm going to go, guys, because I feel like I'm waffling and rambling. We're going to be back on later on. Okay. For any of you that are that are up and that are that want to watch, we are going to do a watch along of match of the day just for the crack. And we're going to we're going to get Patty to commentate on the game, on the highlights, the villa highlights on match of the day, since there won't be any commentary on match of the day. It's a bit of crack and we're going to do it tonight. So watch out on social media. Myself and Patty will be here. We will uh, we'll we will give you the the match of the day experience if that is something that you are looking for. And as I say, it's it's going to be a small bit of crack later on. And plus, I want to hear what Paddy's thoughts were on the game as well because he's been missing. Uh, he's been in, in MIA while he goes watching the egg chasing. So um, we're going to do that later on. Uh, stream isn't up because we want, we weren't sure whether we were going to do it. And we wanted it to be a bit of a surprise. So we'll I'll pop a stream up in in, uh, in on Twitter and on YouTube. And if you guys are around and you want to join and you want to bring a bottle of beer or something like that or whatever else, um, then we can then we'll be delighted to have you. So we'll see you then later on this evening for match of the day. And we'll do a little bit of a watch along and get Paddy to provide commentary of the game for you. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to join us then. So. With that, I'm going to sign off. Thanks so much to the 300 odd people who watch. today. I really, really appreciate it. You mean that means the world the people actually care about what we have to say, uh, especially when some of it is a bit ranty after a game like that. So I appreciate all of you guys helping me to calm down. Number one, and to rationalize my thoughts sometimes, because that's what I find these podcasts do for me. And I hope you guys feel the same as well. Hopefully I don't work you up into a ladder where we do these post-match podcasts. But thanks so much, everybody. Really appreciate it. We'll see you later. Stay safe, stay healthy. And as always, all that's left to say is up the villa.